Hey everyone, welcome to episode 12 of Better Late, the podcast about adult gymnastics. One thing that we as adult gymnasts have to get good at is relearning skills again and again. One of the effects of sporadic or limited training time. Marta Pienkulesa knows what it's like to return to the sport. She's a two-time Olympian who's been the Polish national champion eight times since 2005. She's come back to training after having kids and, most recently, after the first coronavirus lockdowns in Europe. She's training to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics in very uncertain times, but she has a mindset that was built for moments like this. I hope you enjoy this episode. I started gymnastics when I was seven. When I was in my kindergarten, some coaches from the club in my city, just going around to some kindergartens to make some gymnastics tests. And they just invite the kids to the club, just uh, inform the parents that the kids are have some skills that will will be nice in gymnastics. So they invite us to the gymnastics school. So we have school in, in my city that have gymnastic classes. So I, I went there and my mom was happy and I was happy. I like it a lot. When my skills uh, growing, we decided with my mom to, to travel to the other city where, where, where is now and where was Olympic Gymnastics Center. It is 500 kilometers uh, from my from my home city. So when I was was 13 years old, I traveled there without my parents, just by myself, <laughs> and I spent there like eight years. And then I I go back to my home city to Szczecin. And from 2008, I'm still training in in my city in Szczecin here. So I was uh, in gymnastics from my early years, and I I never try a different sport. So <laughs> I'm a gymnast and only gymnast. Oh wow, wow! So you spent the earlier part of your training at the national training center, and now yes. you're in, now you're in your hometown. So how big is gymnastics in, in Poland? And you don't have to, like all the, the, the top gymnasts are not training at the training center year round? Our gymnastics system, it, it's a part of a system of sports schools. So if a school wants to have gymnastics, they just bring some gymnastic classes so when you go you can you can make a gymnastics the professional gymnastics only when you are in the sports school so there's no private gyms like in the united states or other countries in europe so you have to be in this in this one school to to make a gymnastic professional of course you can make uh, some basic gymnastics or uh, just for fun in the different places but if you want to make it professional you have to be in gymnastics school and you can decide to move to other clubs or you can move to gymnastic center uh, olympic gymnastics center one of them from for girls is in uh, zabrze it's a Polish city, and the other one for boys is in Gdańsk. So, if you're you and you and, and the parents and the coaches decide that you are good enough, you can travel there and you can train there with the coaches who are coaches for Polish uh, Gymnastic Association. Yeah, it's very very different here. I think <laughs> yes, but I think it's it's not a good system because you can decide with 
whom you train, when you are have trainings. So you can't choose the school that you want. You mm-hmm. you are determined with your choices. So so it, this is not a good system because you, I think you have to have a choice to make good choices and mm-hmm. to develop your skills. So if you don't like these coaches or you you are just different persons, there's no, not chemistry between, be, between you and your coach, you have to change it. So mm-hmm. sometimes happen. Yeah? Yeah. It's not the reason that the, this coach or this kid is bad, but sometimes it's not the chemistry. So, <laughs> yeah. How many coaches have you worked with and what have you found works best for you in terms of the chemistry and and of course now you're you know you're a mom and you're an adult so you might have a a better idea of what works for you yes um before i moved to olympic center i have one i had one coach then i had i think one two three coaches three or four coaches head coaches in the gymnastic center but after Beijing Olympics, I decided to move my ho- to my hometown and I decided to train without a coach, just to listen myself, to, to learn how to listen my body. Uh, and I think it works for me the best. Then I, oh, wow. yes, then I have one coach who, who was like, just like, a, you know, I needed to have someone in my trainings to make a new elements or just to make have someone who can go with me to competition. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like he gave me some advices on trainings. Just he he was. <laughs> he was on my trainings like a partner. But for me definitely but the best was without coach. Mm-hmm. And I think now I'm an old gymnast and like you said, I'm a mom and I learn a lot from gymnastics from myself. So the best is to to listen to myself now. Yeah. So so you have somebody going with you to competitions, but day to day in the gym and making you're you're the one making all of your own training plans. Yes. And the the important uh, person in my gymnastics life is of course my my husband. He he's always also a gymnast, so he he's with me on my trainings, and sometimes we just recording my exercises, my routines, and we we talk about it. It's not like he said you have to do like this to change this, but we just considering and talking and chatting about some mistakes or some technical technical issues uh, about my skills. So it's it's really nice because I understand what happened, what I should feel or shouldn't feel. So, yeah, it's nice, nice conversation. But gymnastic, it's in every minute of my life. But I like it. <laughs> what about if you want to learn a new skill? Is that yeah. like how do you are you able to teach yourself new skills? Like how does that happen? First of all, I I'm trying to find the good performing of the skill. On the mm-hmm. YouTube, especially in the YouTube, then I, I'm, I'm trying to find good drills for this skill. The drills that I understand that are technically good, and I'm just trying to do it. <laughs> so 
it's like whole process. Then I recording it and then I can decide if it's good skill for me or it it wasn't work. <laughs> okay. So you're you're able to find enough drills on YouTube where you're comfortable teaching it to yourself. Yes, yes. And we sometimes trying to make some drills with my husband, of course, that mm-hmm. will be that will be useful for this skill. Not always in the YouTube, but like with our experience. Uh, what do you like? What do you use on, on on YouTube? Is it other like gymnast routines, or do you or acrobatics? Like where where are some of the places that you like to find things on there? Yeah, in the other gymnast routines, especially because you know when you see it on the competition, you can uh, you 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 know that it can it can be done so uh, when i when i'm looking at good performing skills i always looking at on the on the competition on youtube with in other gymnasts oh wow yeah but this, but but the drills i have to really focus on searching and i have to know what is important in this skill the most important that i can find a good drill for the skills okay oh wow <laughs> so you would probably be a good coach to other people too if you wanted to be probably yes and now i'm a i'm a i'm an instructor just for the recre- recreational groups for the small mm-hmm. kids from four months old so we're oh, working wow. with really small kids and their parents it also teach me how to make it fun, how to bring this fun from gymnastics to professional gymnastics, because I think it's always possible. Besides hard trainings and tears and sweat, you can also love it and have really big fun from each of your training. Yeah, which I think brings me to my next question, because you are very well known like internationally for like your very iconic floor exercise routines and music. And I know you recently debuted a new routine to Vogue. So how do you approach training for that event and keeping it fun and making the choreography like, like art, like you have talked about Has floor exercise always been something that you approached in that way? Yes. I always loved music and the dancing. So the choosing of the floor music, it's very important part of building the routine on the floor exercise because if I will not like the music, I will not do the good choreography. And most of them I made by myself. So the last one, for the Vogue, I made with Etora Torosdotir coach because I really like the style of Dutch gymnasts. And my biggest dream was to make, uh, the first big dream was to make a routine to Pink Panther music. And the, the second biggest <laughs> dream on the floor routine was a routine for the Vogue of, of Madonna. So mm. I knew it that uh, Damon, the coach of Etora, will make it the best so mm-hmm. we just chatting via messenger and he he told me that it will be pleasure for him to work with me and i was so happy then i said to him that my dream is the routine to vogue and he he was so happy about this and we made it 
did you do it um, like all through like Messenger and uh, like virtually? Like because he's, you know, he, he said no, he coaches. I, I traveled to, to his gymnastic club in oh. the, it, yes, in the second uh, half of February this year just before okay. every everything was closed <laughs> so we, we we made it before you know all the lockdown and yeah it was really pleasure for me to to have had a chance to look how his club working how he's working with gymnasts and you know the atmosphere was really great and we 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 made this routine really really quick like you know with three or four hours and it was, oh, wow. it was cl- clear pleasure for me to work with him and always it's very important to me to make some story on the floor routine you know not just the like the moves to the music and some acrobatics and dance element but to tell some story about the music that you choose yeah so what did you decide what did you have in mind when you were putting together the routine de Vogue, like when you talk about story, is that, is that, and that song I assume is something that's, you said it's one of your favorites and you always knew that you were going to do a routine to it. You know, I, I don't know. I, I just like to I make iconic music, like something special that people will remember, you know, mm-hmm. and this story on my routine, it's like, it's a little bit, little bit like my story in gymnastics. You know, you are experienced that you are, somehow inspired for the younger gymnasts because they know that it's it, it could happen that you are a mother you you are not so young and you have your own job but you can still make gymnastics in the high level in elite level and it's it's a story about that you can show what you got mm-hmm. the best part of you you can show it and it can be fun. It can be pleasure. It can be like both. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, you know, staying competing at the highest levels. I mean, you were first national champion in 2005 and you've won the national title so many times. What is your secret to, to staying and at that high level for so long? And now you have children and are they doing gymnastics with you? How do you, how do you stay focused on your own career when you have, so many other things that could potentially be distracting you, but you, you still stay at that high level. Honestly, I'm still searching that thing because sometimes I can't understand why I'm I'm still in gymnastics in a high level. But every time when I trying to quit, like like I didn't have the chance to to qualify to Rio or to Tokyo in the last year in Stuttgart or I was pregnant and had to have a child I always asking myself <laughs> why I still want to do make a gymnastics in a high level but I think it's just for first I'm addicted to compete I think the second of course the love for this sport because I love it I love the feeling of making some skills on the bars on the beam floor the vault not so special, but you know it's a part of all around, <laughs> so I have to make it. <laughs> but I still like it. Mm-hmm. I feel I can I can make it. I feel that my body can still make it the skills on a high level, and I love it. Yeah. I have some some time for the training, some time for competition, 
not so much like I wanted, but I have some still. So I think, I, I think it's like if I if I can, why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's the perfect answer. I mean, you don't really need a reason why. If if you love it, that's the reason. We don't see enough gymnasts. I think stay in this sport as long as they can. And then I think it's yeah. always it's seems like it's harder to come back because you have to get back in shape or you have to get used to being in the gym again. So I think it's just it's just better to stay in. <laughs> yes, know, of you- course. You, you know, we have some, uh, sometimes we, we're just saying if you, for example, if you had one year break, you have to train one year to back to this point that you finished. So yeah. it's really hard to, to came back, but your, yeah. your body mem- memory, it's really impressive. Like you will see when you're looking for Chelsea Memel, she can still make some big skills because her body remember mm. our mind is and body remember every move that we learned since we were were four five six seven years old so our our bodies and minds are really you know <laughs> unstoppable and it's really crazy what you what you can do after after big break but it's 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 mm-hmm. really hard to come back from from big breaks but it's you can still make it if you want of course what is your uh, training schedule like right now? Like, what is like? Is everything still uh, you know very much closed right now? We're in in Poland, um, or are the gyms opening up again? No, gyms are opened. After this break, we I I, I came back to the gym like in the middle of May. So during this lockdown, I'm, I'm I just was I was trying to stay in the shape. Uh, it was hard, of course, because I d- don't like running. Uh, most of the uh, short trainings I was uh, I doing in my in my home, so it was a little bit hard to get back to to get back to, in the shape. But it was not so not so not so bad. <laughs> so now we train normal. Our gym is open. So my trainings are in the mornings. It's like three or three and a half hour. Mm-hmm. In the morning, we uh, leave our uh, daughter Yagna in the kindergarten. Then we, we, we have a time to, to make a training. And after training, we have our job. So, <laughs> And we are in, in, in our job place like till 8 p.m. So... In our home, we just eating and sleeping. It's like a hotel. <laughs> well, I think when you you love what you do, that's yeah. That's <laughs> I'm not the uh, person that uh, sitting in uh, on the couch and watching TV or read the books. Uh-huh. Even my pregnancy, I was really I was pretty active. And after one month, after uh, giving the birth, I go back to to the gym. Oh, wow. Because because I needed I needed I really needed to make some some exercises and I after this month when I trying to make a pull up mm-hmm. I I can't so it was it was destroying for me why I can't make a pull up yeah. so it was like a motivation for me because I didn't know any other activities physical activities which bring my you know my uh, form back. 
Mm-hmm. So I just start with really basic gymnastic training. Then I try some, some you know, big skills, and then I decide I can, why when I can, back to the gymnastics form elite level. Why not? Even mm-hmm. I, I am a mom now, so yeah. it was not so hard to make a decision. It was like fluence, really fluence decision. <laughs> How long did it take you? You said after a month of giving birth, you decided to come back, but you found you couldn't do a pull-up. Like, so you were doing like doing exercises on the bars or doing push-ups, or like how long did it take you to get back to okay, I can do pull-ups again and I have my strength. <laughs> I I make some regression of all the skills. You know, when you can't pull up, you just need to, to place your feet higher, yeah, like uh, on some blocks. And trying yeah. to make a pull-up when you have a lying-down position in the hang. So mm-hmm. just regression of some skills. And then I trying to make harder skills. It was like, you know, step by step. But it was nice. <laughs> nice feeling to have opportunity to going back to the gym and do some, some workouts. Were there any drills or exercises that have become really difficult for some muscle groups after having kids and did you have to modify anything yes the bars was definitely the most hardest part to come to came back because i had i had a c-section so my abdominal muscles was really like you know didn't work (laughs) at all for first so i need to I had to make had a different uh, workout workout with my belly, and I tr- I I searching some for first uh, exercise just really really simple exercise from physiotherapists mm-hmm. that make my muscles working on mm-hmm. still, and then step by step from the lowest to the hardest conditional skills, mm-hmm. but now I can make every conditional skills that I made before pregnancy. So, yeah, it's it's um, it's really important to give yourself time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. to still can modify your training if something didn't work. So the time, 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 you need the time and you need to understand if it's good for you this skill or condition, conditioning or not. So you have to feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very important. I think sometimes adults are good at that. Other times yeah. it's, you can be, if you're really stubborn, yeah. <laughs> you have to, way to uh, okay, this isn't good for me or I'm doing too yeah. much. So this podcast, a lot of the listeners are like you, they're, they've competed at high levels and they're continuing, but there are a lot of adults, especially here in the US that are just trying out the sport maybe for the first time, or they did it very recreationally as kids and they weren't able to pursue it to a high level. I was wondering if you have any, like what keeps you, like, I know you love the sport and I think a lot of us, you have to love the sport to be doing it as an adult because there's so many other things that, you know, take up so much of our time and energy. If you had any tips for adult gymnasts who are struggling to stay motivated or to keep the patients to get in the good, get in good shape or get skills? Like, what would you say to them? Okay. I think the gymnastic is for all of us, 
no matter how many years you have or how old you are, it's really for all of us. So if you are struggle, you have to trust to process. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn some skill and something going wrong, make some steps back and analyze if you make all the all the part of the way to the skill correctly if something maybe is wrong so try to focus on the really small pieces of this uh, process and it will work because you know like in a professional sport it you are you're not learning from your winning or your good competition the best things you can learn from your not disappointments, but you know when you get down and it's the the best part of the way to get success because you can learn why it's happened and what what can I make better to take my goals and achievements. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That is very true, I think, very and very important for anybody in the sport and, and especially to... Uh, you know, adults, it, it can be hard to yeah. learn, learn things or fail. I think the older we get, because we think, yes, I'm older. I should, I should have learned not to fail, <laughs> but that's never, <laughs> never true. I mean, I think I've struggled with that too. And it's just, yeah. it's, it's silly to think like that, but like, like you said, trust the process and build up yeah. the habit of improving and focusing on the smaller pieces. Uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you you know, now that things are starting to open up again, and hopefully we will have the Tokyo Olympics next summer, like it's been planned. What yeah. are you all leading up to it? And are you planning to do any of the qualifying competitions and, and hopefully get a spot? Yes, I'm planning to compete in the next year in the last World Cup uh, in Doha, in Qatar. We will see. It's not. A, hmm, I have a little little chances to qualify from flog exercise, but I think it will be very hard. I was hoping that the um, European Championships will be uh, this year's European Championships will be um, Olympic qualification, but it's not. So we're oh, still waiting for the decision from FIG what they will make with this uh, two quota places from continental continental championships it will be nice if they will move them to the next year european championships but we will see we will see if not it will be hard to make uh, olympic qualification but i'm still hoping to to um, compete in this year's european championships and the next year's european cha- championships because uh, I think it will be nice to uh, qualify to a floor exercise final and maybe mm-hmm. I can get the medal. So it will be nice. <laughs> you can follow Marta on Instagram and Twitter at Tuja underscore Jim. Thanks for listening to this episode of Better Late. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. If you have guest or episode suggestions, send an email to betterlatepod, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-L-A-T-E-P-O-D, at gmail.com.